It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You ready, Carrie? No. Come on. What? Should sing either. What do you mean? No, it's Motown Monday. Just want to sing along with the people. Come on, here we go. You're ruining it. Wait, we're ruining what? The song. Everybody. To have a girl like you. What? Words. what do you mean? You I don't know. Words. I don't you know, know the words thing. at all, actually. Come on, everybody, it's just my imagination. Okay, let's just sing it along, though. What? <laughs> Come on! 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. Glad to have you. Thanks. Oh, boy. You know, we, I, I like to, in the first half an hour at least of the program, I, I love to have, um, oh, by the way, uh, Brad is in, um, is in Indiana, and he's uh, listening, and he says that you just don't sound right. He said, I sound fine. Me? What's the matter with my or, voice? Or he said, you sound great. It's one or the other. I can't, I can't really read it. Oh. <laughs> this is yes, the guy that, for some reason, thinks <laughs> he has to tweet me every day to tell me how great you are. First of all, well, Brad, stop. See? Second of all, you don't know her. Awesome. Believe me, if you knew her, it would be a different story completely. <laughs> Seriously. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Uh, so anyway, I um, we like to come out, have some fun, and then we, then we hit the hard topics. It'll be interesting to see if anybody's worried now about the FBI or the government itself knowing how to break into your iPhone. I think that's a problem. I mean, I don't think I'm alone with that. But at the same time, if they were able to get into it because however they screwed it up the first time is, uh, you know, they've now, uh, un- did we decide to unscrew it up is, is a word or not? It's not a word. Not a word. We're going to say not break. a word? Okay. Not well, they uns- Exactly. So they unscrewed it up somehow. Maybe yeah. they did uh-huh. that. I'm hoping that's what they did. We'll get more uh-huh. information as the story develops. And again, this just happened a little while ago. So we'll, we'll make sure we keep on talking about it. Um, 1-800-383-9624. So just, a, just a crazy weekend. You know, we're celebrating the, um, the, the, well, the crucifixion. We don't celebrate that, certainly, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and you know, we watch Jesus Christ stu- uh, Superstar every single Easter, my, my family. All the girls came over, the grandkids were, everybody's over. And, and we're watching it, and, and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, you guys can say whatever you want about Christianity. You can attack it all you want. You don't have to believe it. I'm not here to tell you that you have to. I'm a Christian. I, I would rather that you did. But if you don't, whatever. We've got religious freedom here in, in this country. But for those who complain, and, and Christians are this, and Christians are bad, those who are disgusting terrorists that are killing people because they're Christian, and it's somehow a false god, you know, here we are 2,016 years later. You know what I mean? And we're still celebrating, um, yes. you know, the resurrection of Christ. 
two over two millenniums, or is it millennia? Either way, more than two, which is nuts, man. Think about that. Think about that legacy. I mean, this country has been around for two hundred some odd years, and there's much of what happened at the at the foundation of the country that's not even talked about anymore, and and is being scrubbed from history books. Yet the story of this of this man from Nazareth is still being talked about over two thousand years later, and it's being celebrated by by billions of people around the, around the globe. That's something to, to be said. It really is. And, and if you and if again you don't have to believe you can do anything you want you can believe in the rock in your backyard I don't care, but you can't deny the power of that story. Isn't that phenomenal? I love it. It's mm-hmm. it, it's it's so completely above any reproach. People can blow things up. People can kill people. People can complain and 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 say the Christians are this or Christians are that. And what about the Christians? And, and all of that's coming to a head, man. It's all bubbling up. I get it. But for more than 2,000 years, even the people who have no regard for Christianity, know the, they all know the story, which I find to be phenomenal. That, that in itself is a testament to what we were celebrating yesterday. And, and, and hopefully those of you celebrate along, celebrated along with my family and my friends, hopefully, you know, you all sort of had that moment. And I like looking at my kids going, hey, so what are we celebrating today anyway? And I love when they know, because if they don't know, they're going to be in trouble and no food. Oh, come on. Now. No no eggs, no food, no, food, no food, no candy. You give them some food, and then you tell them. So, yeah. no, no. You, you go find out and come back. We got the, the internet now. It's everywhere. Oh, they can't figure it out, but but thankfully my okay. kids know and knew, so they got to eat. Uh, okay. But but now around the globe, you've got people blowing people up. Oh, let's pick a holy day. Wouldn't that be great? You, you know what Christians don't do? They don't go find some high holy day, you know, um, in the in the Muslim faith and go kill people. That's just not what's what's happening. Well, back in the Crusades and back in the Spanish Inquisition, you know, so we're going to go back a, a thousand years, nine hundred years, eight hundred years. Let's talk about what happened back then. You know, we're in a in a cycle of time right now to where either we modernize as a people and we truly do love each other and understand each other and accept and tolerate and all that, or we're in a pattern of time to where one religion is going to continue to be archaic, one religion is going to continue to not modernize, and one religion is going to continue, a small faction of people from that religion is going to continue to target others. Well, we have to make a decision as as a world people and certainly as an American people. Carrie, anything come out of this shooting at the White or at the Capitol? Anything, anything come out of that? I mean, I understand that a, that a police officer was shot. No, no, no. That was an initial report. That was uh, wrong. There was a female. It was wrong. There oh. was a female bystander that was ish, uh, injured. Uh, the gunman himself was shot by Capitol Police. The last I heard, he was in surgery, so his condition is unknown. So how do we get a guy with a gun to the Capitol? How does that happen? I I don't know. I mean, aren't there security I guess measures? He was at well, yeah, and he was at one of those uh, checkpoints, I guess. And okay. That's when he drew he drew his gun. Capitol Police fired, and apparently this guy has been known to authorities before because there are some media reports saying this is the same guy who um, I believe it was last fall interrupted a house session, saying he was the prophet of God. He actually went into the House of Representatives, interrupted the session, said, I'm here, and I was sent I'm by God. I'm a prophet of God. Yeah, th- those are some media reports coming out because police did know who this guy was. Wow. 
Yeah. And, and the bystander, was she just there to visit or what? I, I don't know. I know there are so many people visiting because of spring break and the cherry blossoms are blooming and all that you know is going on in Washington, D.C. All I know is she's a female bystander, but she was her injuries are minor. By the way, those of you just coming on today, just getting the show for the first time, and you're thinking, to yourself, what the hell's going on? What the hell's this guy talking about? Listen, I, I'm like a, a slow-working drug. Eventually, you'll be hooked on the show. I'm like, or a fungus. Or, or a fungus. Did it, you say it will, like a fungus Right. Yeah. I think I did. Fungus is good. Yeah. I, I, it, we grow on you. I mean, Carrie's more the fungus. I'm more the drug. No, you're really but I'm the, the good fungus. kind of drug, like the drug that makes you feel better, not the not the illicit drug. <laughs> like the penicillin? Oh. Right. Right, right, right. I'm like the penicillin <laughs> that'll get rid of the, 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 the problem that you're having. So, uh, yeah, just listen. Just don't start calling the stage. Oh, what the hell is this? Just calm down. It'll be all right. It is okay. You're going to get it eventually. AJ! Yeah, yeah, you. you know, I did it. I did it. To, I, uh, happy Easter, man. I did it to you. I only got a minute. Go. Oh, hey, well, I'm gonna be the wart that that bugged the heck out of everybody. You know, everybody. I guess they're gonna say that that guy calling that, you know, that Christian deal. I guess they're gonna blame him. Look and see that. See what y'all Christ, y'all Christian people do, but they don't do that with the Muslims, big time, Joe. No, you're not allowed to. <laughs> you're not allowed to. No. But hey, at the same time. What is America going to do? We had a priest that got done in by ISA and them Taliban. What? Where, where's the outcry big time, Joe? But we, we go and the president talk about the crooks and, uh, and he speaks. Yeah, did he go to church yesterday? I didn't see no cameras. I may have missed it. I don't know. Now, I, I watched some news yesterday. Hey, that's a good question. I watched some news. He's, he says he's a Christian and who, who am I to question uh-huh. him? Did he go and celebrate Easter Mass? I don't know. Or Easter service? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, well, maybe somebody will tell us if they've seen it, because I know they always had a camera around the president when he do go. But uh, big time, we'll I check it everybody out. had a great Easter, big time. A Carrie, all y'all. Even and Carrie, really? fight on our hands. Hey, hey. All right. Now, listen, I, 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 AJ, we love you. Hopefully you had a great Easter. I can't believe they included you in that. A little nice. odd. Coming right back. Oh, Stay right here. Joe Pags. Hey, glad to have you. Thanks. The Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations across the land. Glad to be back on in California, Apple Valley, the high, the high desert. We'll be back on in Fresno soon. Californians are celebrating today. See that? It's awesome. $15 an hour, man. Woo! 15 smackerinis. Woo! Ouch! Mm-hmm. <laughs> $15 an hour, they're all going to get rich. Yeah. Well, or maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's going to hurt the California economy big time. We'll get to that next hour. Make sure we get to that next hour. going to be a lot of people want to call about that. Because $15 an hour will solve all the problems. You understand that, right? Mm, I don't understand that. I agree with you. Exactly oh, right. man. What? Now Why'd it I works. fix it? What? That's I, took, great. I took a second. I like it better than <laughs> the other way. What do you, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh... I'll play that. But you do agree that on Friday I was right. You were right. Exactly right. So, um, <laughs> what? Wow, that's recording. That's even better than the old me. one. You're in trouble now. Uh, oh, by God. the way, they're starting a petition in the webcam room 
Uh, they're starting a petition to get you a webcam. Ooh, no. I just said good luck with that. No. Because no, it probably isn't going to happen. No, probably not. I'm just saying. Probably not. Um, all right, so we'll talk about $15 an hour next hour. I, I do have to get this out there, though. It, it, and it is a problem with our youth. And I'm not some old dude going, oh, the young people today. No, I'm just somebody who says the next generation. No, nah, not really. You are. Not yes. when you think about you. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm younger than you are. Well, who, who had a more recent birthday? <laughs> See, well, that me, it. that doesn't anyway. prove anything. No, it does. No, no, no. No, no, it does. If you look it up, whoever had the most you recent birthday no. is going to be the older person. Uh, no. But anyway, um, yeah, so the young people today, we've got these safe zones, and it doesn't happen everywhere, but little by little and very consistently, almost like the the, the, little, engine, the little engine that could or or uh, almost like you know the, the tortoise and the hare. They're eventually going to get to the finish line, which is shutting down any speech that you don't agree with. Shutting down, and again, on the other side, you can't disagree with them because then you're the hater, you're the something you're the something a phobe. At colleges now, what was it? Emory University in, yes. in Georgia last, last week. week. Uh-huh. Somebody wrote Trump 2016 in chalk mm-hmm. that they you could wash scared. off with a hose, or they the rain's going to wash off. Yeah. And by the way, the way that the story read, it seemed as though there was a policy where you could, in fact, write messages in chalk around the, around the campus. But these messages were, were hateful, and it made people scared, afraid, and they needed a safe place and a safe yes. zone. Yeah. And again, the signs didn't say Donald Trump hates immigrants. It didn't say Donald Trump hates Mexicans. It didn't say Donald Trump hates um, uh, Syrian refugees. No. All it said was Trump 2016. That's all it said. It would be as if somebody put a campaign sign on the campus. Now, had, had it said, we love Obama, everybody there would have been very happy. Had it said Hillary Clinton 2016, that would have been fine. Feel the burn, 16, would have been no, no problem at all because they're all very loving people. But Donald Trump, the xenophobic, homophobic, blabophobic, Islamophobic person, you can't say that because now you're just spewing hate. Well, one would think that people who have common sense logic and some sort of an idea of what's reality, those who aren't green sky people, they're actually blue sky people, would be able to see through this ridiculousness. And you would think that those who are educators who are, yes, indoctrinating, but there would also be educators, leaders on campuses that would be able to sift through the BS and tell what's true about these stories. Well, here's an article by Ferenc Lafargue. Hmm. I'm going to say it. Lafargue. I'm going to say it the the French way. Which would be? Ferenc Lefort. No, that sounds, no. I'm but, sure that's not how you pronounce it. That actually, people are wondering if I'm from France. That was so good. No, they're not. No. Ferenc Lefort. No. Again, no. <laughs> this is from Williams College in Williamstown, Massachusetts. In a year in which student activism and free speech issues have dominated conversations on many campuses and beyond, a Williams College official takes on the concerns of those who argue that students today are too quick to take offense at others' language and perceived biases. He writes at a time when two speakers who had been invited to Williams as part of their series meant to challenge students with unfamiliar or unpopular views were canceled recently, first by students last spring, then by the president of the elite private college in Massachusetts last month. Fellas of all, is the director of the Davis Center, which uh, a spokeswoman said strives to facilitate collaboration, dialogue, and explorations for social change within the Williams College community in the hopes of creating an inclusive environment for learning, living, and community. Here, he writes his views 
on why objecting to offensive words, attitudes, and ideas is not a sign of frailty, but one of strength, writes Susan Svrluga. I have no idea how to pronounce her last name. Mm, It's S-V-R-L-U-G-A. You pronounce it. Go ahead. S-V-R-L-U-G-A. Yeah, go ahead. Svrlug. 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 Exactly. I think what I said was better. Susan Svrluga. Svrlug. Uh, so this is what this, this French Lefergues person says. I'll just give the first part of it. The imaginary college student is a character born of someone else's pessimism. It is an easy target, a perverse distillation of all the self-regard and self-absorption ascribed to what's often called the millennial generation. But perhaps it goes both ways. And the reason that college stories have garnered so much attention this year is our general suspicion within the real world that the system no longer works. So what does that what does that sentence even mean, or that paragraph even mean? What that paragraph means is this person. I don't even know if Lefrage is a man or a woman. This person is saying that we are somehow making up this scared, frail, and afraid college student. All you have to do is read any news website any given day. These are real stories. But he goes on to say that they aren't the problem. The people who are bigoted are the problem. Bigots are the issue. And these students are actually doing something to solve it by going and complaining to the administration or crying huddled up in a corner. Joe Pag Show, more on that when we come back. This is the Joe Pag Show. Joe Pag Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks. The Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations across the land. JoePags.com. It is Monday. That's a Motown Monday. Junior Walker and Shotgun. Sue Smith from our, our station WRCW in Saginaw said that she agrees with you that I shouldn't sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my answer is get used to it. More than 11 years I've been singing on this show now. It's not going to stop today. Well, you could. We could try something new. No. I think we should. Nope. I think we in should. fact, you keep it up, you're going to get a parody. Ooh, all right, fine. <laughs> I just dig one out. I just pick any one of them. <laughs> no, Doesn't matter please, to me. don't do that. Don't do that. All right, before we hit the break, and by the way, uh, welcome to uh, to KMED, uh, KMED in um, in Medford, Oregon. And again, a week from now, we'll be on in Tucson on uh, KQTH, and looking really forward to that. And we really really appreciate everybody coming through and uh, and doing that for us. We I, we're, we're adding Fresno next uh, Monday too on uh, KEGED. So so yeah yeah we're we're just rocking it. We're doing mm-hmm. we're doing well. We're feeling good, and uh, and we love you all. Having said that, uh, back to the problem with these college students. If you're just joining us, I'll reiterate it. The uh, uh, college students more and more these days are are being loud and rambunctious and refusing to allow people to come to speak who might be conservative-minded. Back when I was in school, elementary, middle, high school, college, whatever, I just wanted to get information. I wasn't there to argue with anybody. I wasn't there to try to figure out if you agreed with me, and if you agreed with me that we could be friends, and if you didn't, that we can't. It wasn't about that. I wanted to learn. I actually took school for what it was. It was to learn. In this day and age, it appears as though 
people are in school to complain. Mm-hmm. It appears as though people are in school to try to force me to believe like them. And you know what's interesting? I was um, just scrolling through some pictures. You know, go to these websites lately, Carrie. There's always on the bottom, there are like six different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, historic pictures you've never seen before. Oh, right? yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, just a, it's clickbait is what it yeah. is. It's clickbait. Yeah. If you don't know what clickbait is, they want you to click it. And I fall for it sometimes. And I clicked it. I was like, well, that's interesting. And there were a bunch of pictures about Woodstock. It was at 400,000 people or something went to this guy's farm and blah, blah. And all these big stars of the, of the, of the day came out. The Hells Angels were the security and so on and so forth. Um, and I'm looking through these pictures and I'm seeing these whacked out freaking flower children idiots who were just so high. They could, they had no idea where they were yet. Several miscarriages there. Other people got pregnant there. Other people gave birth there. I mean, it was just nuts, man. I mean, this whole freaking thing was just nuts. And I'm thinking about the youth of today. I mean, those people who, what was that? 67. Those people were like my parents' age. So... Their children are my age, and, and I'm in my, my late 40s, some would say. And hmm. my age, our children are the grandchildren of those people or people who were of that. Now, now, my parents weren't like that. My father was in the Air Force. My mother worked. I mean, they were they worked very hard. They taught us work ethic. So people my age, generally speaking, still have a work ethic. But there are some that were indoctrinated by their hippie parents, and then they became hippie children. And those hippie children, you know, now have children who are like my kids' ages, you know, anywhere from, you know, a year old to 23, 24, 25 years old. And either they have a work ethic or they're a bunch of whiners. And now you've got college professors who are either the age of the people who are at Woodstock or the age of the children of those who are at Woodstock who are saying really stupid things like this person, Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Mm. Well, how would you say it? F-E-R-E-N-T-Z is his first name. I'm going to say his. I think it's a him. And the last name is L-A-F-A-R-G-U-E. Go ahead. Lafarge. Lafarge. No, no, no. I, that's not Lafarge, first of all. Uh, what what's the first name? Uh, spell it again. No, Lafarge would be L-A-F-A-R-G-E. There's a U-E at the end. Lafarge. Lafarge. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. See? So stop complaining about how I pronounce <laughs> right, it. Fine. The guy's name is Lafarge. Okay. Yeah, sounds right. Okay. So this person, the headline of the story in the Washington Post, not surprisingly, is coddled students and their safe spaces aren't the problem, college official says. 
bigots are. Mm, what? So let me go to what Theresa says. And the subtitle of this article, blog, where the hell this thing is, is Welcome to the Real World. And again, he goes on about the imaginary college student. And these people aren't imaginary. They weren't imaginary at the University of Missouri at Columbia. They aren't imaginary at Emory University. They aren't, imag- they aren't imaginary at all these universities with all these little wusses running around for a safe space because somebody said something racist or bigoted or they saw, they saw a flag they didn't like or they, they heard a word they didn't like. These people are going on hunger strikes. Hunger strikes because somebody drew a swastika out of feces, allegedly, in Columbia, Missouri. I'm not going to eat until the university system president steps down. And like an idiot, the guy steps down. But here's what Frenzelvoa had to say. Quote, the imaginary college student is a character born of someone else's pessimism. It is an easy target, a perverse distillation of all the good, the self-regard and self-absorption ascribed to what's often called the millennial generation. But perhaps it goes both ways, says Levarzizabal. That's the person's name. Yes, it sounds right. And the reason that college stories have garnered so much attention this year is our general suspicion within the real world that the system no longer works, end quote. In the work that I do as a diversity advocate in higher education, I hear often a concern that some of our efforts in pursuit of equity may be doing students a disservice, that we're not preparing them for the, quote, real world. The implied logic is that if students feel empowered to voice their discontent with microaggressions, a made-up word by people like LaVarge experienced on campus, then they're not developing the thick skin necessary to deal with the slights They'll see in the workplace, out in the real world, students should toughen up and we should stop coddling them, we're told. Now, it becomes evident why the person's writing it. Does it become evident to you why the person's writing it? Why? Because he's a diversity advocate at a college. Mm, I think. His job description did not exist when you and I were college aged. <laughs> no. It didn't. No. Um... I heard somebody call me a WAP, and I happen to be ethnically Italian. <laughs> I would like to go see the diversity advocate, please. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Uh, no. No. This is kind of, this is how it went down when I was in college in 1984, 85, 86. Hey, you guinea. <laughs> that, that somebody would say that, right? Uh-huh, and right. not that many people would say it. And I'd say, <laughs> you. <laughs> that was that it. That was it. It was you over. You didn't need a diversity it counselor was done. or whatever it is. You weren't fearful? You didn't need a safe space? <laughs> I did not no? ball into the corner in fear. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but this person, in pursuit of keeping himself employed, wants to suggest that they are preparing people for the real world. As if when you go to a job... And if somebody at your job has a bumper sticker with a Confederate flag on it, you're allowed to ball yourself up into in, in the corner and cry until somebody forces that person to remove the bumper, or remove the flag, or quit. That's what we're setting a person up for. But this person thinks that his job is so important as a diversity advocate, whatever that is, 
that it's okay that students react to something like Trump 2016 the way they did. You see, a person like this person is a diversity advocate and First Amendment enemy. He doesn't want First Amendment to exist, and he certainly doesn't want to teach college students that the First Amendment means something. He goes on to say, I've heard these sentiments expressed about the college's efforts to counsel students against donning offensive Halloween costumes, the distribution of a pronouns matter pamphlet last fall, and in more general discussions about what constitutes a safe space on campus. To be sure, the real world is full of anti-Semitism, homophobia, sexism, and racism. By the way, none of which is, is represented in Trump 2016. Just throwing that in there. The question is, do we prepare students to accept the world as it is, or do we prepare them to change it? Telling students either explicitly or implicitly that they should grin and bear it is the last thing one should do as an educator, yet that's essentially the gospel that the wait until the real world parishioners would have many of us adopt. By the way, saying gospel and parishioners is a slam on religion, but it's okay for this person to slam religion because this person is enlightened. This person is in the know. When this person walks around, a beam of light flies from his orifices to to light his path and the path of those crying behind him. That's kind of disgusting, isn't it? It is, yeah. But he's so enlightened that light beams from all of of his orifices, okay? (laughs) Can I say orifices on (laughs) radio? You have twice. Well, if I can't, you know, light beams from all of his... And then there you go. Oh, okay. Now you fixed it. Okay. But at the end of the day, this guy is setting them up for failure, yet he's setting himself up to keep his job. And it's really what's the most important, isn't it? Mm. Here's a guy trying to preach the gospel to us of the enlightened, that he knows more than we do, that he's somehow better than we are, and that he's somehow better prepared to raise our children and get them ready for what we all uh, consider the real world than we are. And these kids are going to have kids who are going to have kids, and we're going to live in a communist society, a closed society like I witnessed in China, where you have to watch what you say. And for God's sakes, you actually start thinking to yourself, I better watch what I think in case they can tell. Because you will disappear in Cuba, in in North Korea, in Venezuela, in China. And you will disappear in this country if we keep on saying free speech isn't really free because people deserve a, a safe place. And we must somehow change society to where we really believe that they're right and everybody else is wrong. Then we must also tear up the Constitution. Trust me, if LaFrenchy ever sat down with me, this person would be forced to admit he doesn't like the Constitution. He doesn't like the First Amendment. The First Amendment might make you feel bad and therefore should be done away with. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com. Is he preparing your kids, my kids, and all of our children in our, in our society? Is he preparing them for the real world, or is he really deluded and just trying to keep his job or, or stay relevant? Joe Pags coming back. This is the Joe Pags Show.
back. Great to have you. Thanks to Joe Pags Show. 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com. J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the email. A couple of new items there about our new stations coming on. Also, as you scroll down, you can subscribe to the mailing list. And uh, I'll send out an email every night or every afternoon, whenever. Whenever the hell I feel like it, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. It's usually late push at me. night, I've noticed. Don't push me. This little post. Oh, you, do you Pags get it? post. Yes, I do. I'm still I'm still on there for so, now. By the way, when you unsubscribe, it sends me a notice. I'll know. <laughs> oh, it does? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll know. Okay. Uh, I wanted to get back to what uh, Frenchie Lafarge uh, did do uh, from some university somewhere who's trying to keep his job, the diversity advocate. I want to just go back a couple of more things that he had to say, basically saying he's trying to change the real world and change the world to be much a much safer place for all people who have ears, I guess. Hmm. The purpose of a college experience, he writes, isn't to make students feel as if they are in a well-insulated bubble, just as depictions of a typical college student as a video game-addicted humanities major who uses the pronoun they and abides by strict gluten-free diet disregards the lived experiences of countless students. So, so too do any illusions that colleges are idyllic enclaves. Okay, this guy didn't even know what he's saying. That was, a, that was a, a paragraph filled with words, actually a long run-on sentence, that made no sense to anybody. It's exactly. He's trying to make college a well-insulated bubble by trying to shield from the eyes and ears anything that anyone anywhere would deem offensive. It's exactly what he's doing. Exactly. He should, you know what this whole thing should be? The reason why there should be no job for somebody who calls themselves a diversity advocate. That's what this whole thing should be. And you know what? When somebody schedules a conservative or a non-popular person to come and speak at the... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. College, he should be the person out there saying, if he's really a diversity advocate, I am for the diverse thought process of this person. And I'm going to advocate for that. But it doesn't mean that. Diversity advocate really doesn't mean diversity. It means it means um, conformity advocate. You must conform to what we have taught these children or what we have indoctrinated these children to believe is the right way. If you don't conform to that, we will not have your diversity here. So calling me a diversity advocate is actually a misnomer. 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. Susan is in Louisiana. Hi, Susan. What's going on? Oh, not much. Just listening to all of these these crazy people that are talking about these pennywise children that are in our, cal- in our colleges and universities these days. These, these, are, these, are, these are our young people. This is our future. I realize that, and it makes me want to just 
I can't decide whether I want to cry or just roll up in a ball on the floor laughing. Well, see, that's it. what's different between you and me is I don't want to cry or roll up in a ball laughing. I just want to punch somebody in the head. Yeah, and it's not them, poor souls. You know, when I was, <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, I would say, you know, Mom, Dad, that's not fair. And you know what they would tell me? Whoever said life was fair. No, now, we, now we're going to force life to be fair. And only fair the way that, you know, a dork like this guy thinks is fair. Absolutely. And you know what my grandmother would have told me? My grandmother would have said, if you can't stand the heat in the kitchen, then get out. You know what my great-grandmother would have told me? If you don't like it, go find yourself a sugar tit and go home. A sugar what? A a sugar tit. I'm guessing you're saying Kit, K-I-T. Oh, look at that. We lost her. I don't think you can say, can you say that? Uh, I wouldn't. Paula, did you grab that just in case? I think she was saying sugar kit, like a kit of sugar. She wasn't. I don't think so. <laughs> yes, yeah, she was, Carrie. Shut up. Oh, okay. okay. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Sorry. Yes, it's kit. Yes. <laughs> Try harder to pay attention yes. to the show, would you please? <laughs> Susan, I love you. I just don't think that that probably was going to be proper to put out there, but I, I love you anyway. Let me go to uh, Justin in San Antonio. Justin, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Mr. Pags. Hey. It's a lovely day here in San Antonio. Uh, yes, it is. Wanted to talk about this name sounds French. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Um, Just say preposition of Frenchy. Whatever his name is. Um, but it, it saddens me because I, I'm going to be 24 this year. I'm part of this generation that this guy's talking about. So I you're feel. screwing it all up. No, 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 no. I do not think <laughs> the way that these idiots... I really wish I could say a word that I want to, but I'm afraid that it's not going to be eligible for the radio. Yeah, be um, careful. Fil- filter yourself, please. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try my best, sir. Okay. Um, but I, if you're offended, when? My First Amendment right is freedom of speech. Nowhere in any laws or constitutional rights does it say you are not allowed to be offended. There's nowhere there. And I've told people that of my generation, and even older, because I've heard plenty of people older than me, that get offended by by me voicing my opinion on things. And it saddens me that this is what America's come to. It saddens me that this is my future that I'm going into. And I do my best to try to change my life to better myself. It sounds like you got your head on right. Why is it that you have your head on right and you're, you're of that age? Because my parents raised me to be tough skin and not be a little whiny baby. You were thinking of the B word, though, weren't you? Uh, more along the lines of uh, another name for a kitty cat. <laughs> All right. Hey, Justin, I hear you, and I'm with you, and I appreciate you. And Justin sounds like a throwback. He sounds like somebody who's going to be okay. And, and you know what? No matter what uh, Lafargue has to say about these children in college, they, nobody's setting them up for success. Nobody's setting them up for what they want to be the real world. They're setting them up for vast and, and stark failure. That's the truth. 1-800-383-9624-JoePags.com. This is the Joe Pags Show.
Katie-Doo, glad to have you. It is the Joe Pag Show. 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com. Oh, no, no, you didn't. What happened? What are you doing? Everybody. Mm. I've got sunshine. Come on, Carrie. No. On a cloudy day. No? Nope. Bring it. No. When it's cold outside, I've got the month of May. I, I almost know this the words of this one. Really? I guess you said what can make me feel this way, my girl. Come on, here. My girl. Way to go, Carrie. Nice. I'm gonna pass. That wasn't you. That was not me. No. My girl. If you're not singing, then you suck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just right. Then the birds in the trees. You suck at singing. Everybody, song. what's that? Here we go. Hey, I guess you said what can make me feel this way. My girl. We got to get to the falsetto note, don't we? No, we don't have Talking to. About my girl. Phone call or something you have to take. My girl. Ooh. Ooh. No. <laughs> no. Why do you laugh why? at it? Why do you ruin? Why I'm trying to enjoy it. I'm trying to enjoy the song. You suck, man. Isn't that nice? I don't suck. You suck. Why, why, can't, why can't a brother enjoy the music? <laughs> well, you can, but don't sing it's it. Motown Monday. Don't sing you ruined it. People across the country were snapping, they were bobbing, they were tapping their feet, they were singing, and they were all to a person going, I wonder why she doesn't sing. How rude. <laughs> Nobody was singing that. Nobody was Everybody singing that. was saying that. No, no, they weren't. Uh, 1-800-383-9624. Damn, $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. Got $15 an hour. Man, we're all going to be doing well. 15 smackerinis. <laughs> Woo! Got to be making that money. No? We're rich. $15 an hour. Are you kidding me? I'm talking 600 a week. Yeah. Yes. That's for 40 hours. Overtime, I'm going to be I'm going to be in the money. <laughs> and, and and the reality is no you're not. You know why? Why? Because people are going to run and leave. Yeah. Businesses, listen. You you know who's happy about California going to $15 an hour? Every other state. <laughs> Every other state. <laughs> They can't wait. They're like, right, yeah. Come we're on. All sorts we of got your jobs here. here. We got your jobs. Well, see, these see, companies, they can't possibly pay everyone $15 an hour, can they? No, Somebody's going to end up losing their job. No, you know what? that's companies, silly. Because these business owners won't be able no. to afford it. Yes. Part of the deal is you have to keep everybody employed, didn't you know? I didn't know that part. No, wasn't aware of that. Here's reality. And, and by the way, the headline in the Los Angeles Times is deal reached to boost California's minimum wage to $15, avoiding ballot box battle. A, California, and I love visiting you, and people are listening in California right now. A, why didn't you want it on the ballot box? That's exactly where I would have wanted it. The voters should have had a say. And B, do you really think this is a good thing? Those of you out there right now who are making seven twenty-five, seven fifty, whatever, eight, nine, ten dollars an hour, please call me and 
help me understand why you think raising the minimum wage, which should be zero, the minimum wage should be zero. It should be driven by the market and driven by your qualifications. But please tell me how that's going to make your life better. I, I, I'm dying to know. Because let's talk about some reality. Well, I'll talk about reality in a second. L- let, me, let me give you the first couple of paragraphs at least from the New York Times or for the, from the L.A. Times story. L- written by John Myers and Liam Dillon. Ooh, two. You needed two reporters Duo. on this one at 15 an hour, and it mm. probably took them seven hours to write these oh, few you paragraphs. Know, you know it. Mm-hmm. Times 15. What is it? It's $105 each. Nice, nice so $210. Cash. Quick math, huh? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Lawmakers and labor unions have struck a tentative deal to raise the statewide minimum wage to $10.50 an hour next year and then gradually to $15 an hour, averting a costly political campaign this fall and possibly putting California at the forefront of a national movement, which is exactly what should have happened. Let that movement happen. Let's raise everybody's pay to $15 an hour, then we'll all just go to the unemployment line. The deal was confirmed Saturday afternoon by sources close to the negotiations who would speak only on condition of anonymity until Governor Moonbeam makes a formal announcement as early as Monday. That's crazy. They call him Moonbeam. To, I have no idea. Uh, they, I think you <gasps> Sorry, that. misread it. Misread it. Said yeah. Jerry Brown. I, some reason, yeah, my brain moonbeam. scrambled it to say Moonbeam. <laughs> The minimum wage compromise ends a long debate between the Democratic governor and some of the state's most powerful labor unions. By the way, all governors there are Democratic. He just might be a Democrat. For Brown or Beam, that's what, I mean, Brown, just for those who don't understand, Brown and... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Some languages, you do say Moonbeam. No, what language? Would you say that? Can you tell me without a doubt that brown is not the the, the translation is not I'm moonbeam? I'm pretty sure it's no, not. Do you know every language? No, I don't. So you're 100% sure? No, I'm 99. So you're saying that I probably am right. Sure. I did not say that either. You were right. Exactly right. Yeah. The minimum wage compromise ends a long debate between the Democrat governor and some of the state's most powerful labor unions for Brown, Beam. It's political pragmatism. Numerous statewide polls have suggested voters would approve a minimum wage proposal, perhaps even a more sweeping version, if given the chance. Give them a chance. Let them vote themselves out of industry. Go ahead. According to a document obtained by the Times, the negotiated deal would boost California's statewide minimum wage from $10 an hour to ten fifty on January 1st, 2017. 50 cent increases on $18 a year through 22. Businesses with fewer than 25 employees would have an extra year to comply, delaying their, work, uh, their workers receiving the $15 an hour wage until 2023. Future statewide minimum wage increases would be linked to inflation, but a governor would have the power to temporarily block some of the initial increases in the event of an economic downturn. Well, there's going to be an economic downturn because let's talk real business. Let's say you're paying your minimum wage employees. And by the way, the, the bottom of the rung, first job out, high school students, people getting the first jobs ever, those are minimum wage jobs. You then 
garner skills, you get paid more as you're more valuable to the company, and then your wages go up. I haven't cared about the minimum wage for 30 years, maybe even almost 40, 35 years. Started working when I was 12. I haven't cared about the minimum wage since I had a minimum wage job, which is a very, very long time ago. I don't care because it doesn't affect me. I have proven that I've got some value to my employer, and I make better than minimum wage. Not by much. I'm not making karaoke money. But, yeah, this uh, is true. Uh, true. So I don't understand why there are people out there. There are people my age out there picketing. They want 15 an hour. Why aren't you making it yet? There are people who have been working at the same McDonald's for 26 years wondering whether they're still making minimum wage. Because you, you must not have applied yourself. There's something wrong here if you haven't moved up the ladder yet. It's on you. But instead of it ever being on the individual, it's got to be on some government official. It's got to be in some business. It's got to be, on, oh, well, the, the CEO's making some uh, billions of dollars. Okay, well, he or she did something to get that. Well, why should they make so much money? I'm making seven fifty an hour. Because you suck and you haven't tried hard. I've been dropping the fries for 26 years. That's the problem, you doofus. But let's talk real business here. I can't believe that Pags is on the radio cutting down all people who make minimum wage. No, it's cutting down your lack of drive. And I'm suggesting that you actually are talented enough to go and get a better job. But let's just break it down. Let's say a company has 10 employees. And those 10 employees make seven fifty an hour. The government now, over the course of the next few years, is going to force that company to increase the wage by two. Double the pay. Now, I understand California's minimum wage is $10 an hour now, not not seven fifty. But seven fifty, let's just go with that. Nah, let's go with the 10 If you're going from $10 an hour to $15 an hour, you're forcing them to increase their pay by 50%. Now, companies that are paying the $10 an hour have the amount of employees they can afford to pay $10 an hour. You're forcing them to pay $15 an hour. They're going to have to lay off some of their employees. If they have the same exact income, their income's not going up because the pay is going up for those employees. Their income stays exactly the same. Their costs now go up by 50%. 50% more in labor cost. And you expect them just to eat the difference? No, their job is to bring the shareholders the best bottom line they can, and they're going to keep the labor costs down. Why do you think there are kiosks showing up at burger joints where you press a button and give yourself your own order? Why do you think there is not a cashier bagging your groceries at every grocery store now? Almost every store I go to, when I go to Home Depot, I check myself out. When I go to Sam's, I check myself out. When I go to the grocery store, uh, it's easier. And the company doesn't have to pay anybody. And guess what? I didn't see a vast decrease in the prices of goods and services and food because I'm checking myself out. So here's a company that says, yes, we'll raise the minimum wage. We'll raise how much. The the government says I have to raise it. I'm going to do everything I can to now make that money up somewhere else. Either they have to raise the amount of money they charge for their goods or services, or they have to lay a bunch of people off. Or, I don't know. They could get up and leave. California's got quite a few border states. Got Nevada, got Arizona, you got Oregon. Huh, I wonder if California could just, those companies could move to a different state, pay less money, hire more employees, which helps people, and keep the prices either where they are or lower. Hmm. 
It's like states and, and municipalities that have high taxes. You go to a place that has lower taxes, you offer more jobs, you offer cheaper goods and services, and the consumers are much happier with you. It's very, very simple. Use your hold on, use your brain. I don't understand what the issue is. It's actually very simple. It's simple math. You can't force me to pay 50% more for employees and then tell me I have to keep the same exact amount of money I'm spending in, in benefits, the same exact amount of money that I'm getting for my goods or services. It doesn't work that way. These companies will continue to get up and go to lower tax states and states that don't have ridiculous minimum wages. But what the hell do I know? I'm just some dork on the radio. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com. Want your thoughts on this when we come back. This is the Joe Pag Show. Double your pay. Really? You, Polo, Karina, tell them all to double your pay. Uh-huh. And then what's going to happen? Well, they'll probably just fire you all because they can't afford yeah. it. What? I'm just saying. If that, look, listen, if that's, the, if that's the common sense thought process here, honestly, if the thought process is, all we have to do is, is make you increase pay by 50%, make everybody happy. Everybody's got more money because <laughs> it's just unlimited money, I guess. It doesn't grow. I mean, the way things. it is, okay. I'm, I'm holding up my Rubik's cube to the uh, to the webcam. Uh-huh. Let's say that I have this for sale. I I know how much I want for this, and this is all I sell. I, it could be widgets, could be Rubik's cubes, could be cards. I'm going to sell these, and I sell ten of these a week. I now know how much money I can spend on employees. I know how much money I can spend on the lights being on. I know how much money I could spend on the rent being paid. I know how much money I could spend on on plumbing and electricity and whatever else. I know how much money I can spend because I know how much money I'm able to bring in. I would like to bring in more of these. And as I do as I do sell more of them, I can hire more people to handle the sales, to handle the manufacturing, to handle the shipping. If I sell fewer, then I'm going to have to have fewer people. But I'm going on the model that $10 an hour is what I have to pay for somebody who's never done this before to come in and learn how to do it. Now you're telling me I've got to pay 50% more. Okay? So you're telling me that I have to pay 50% more, but we haven't seen a 50% increase in my sales. We haven't seen any increase in my sales. You're telling me to pay more money for the employees I have, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I only had X amount of dollars because of how many I sell, how many I manufacture, how many I manufacture. I only have enough money to pay for this much money in employees. If I have to pay the employees 50% more, that much money goes doesn't go as far. So I have to lay some people off, have fewer employees. Now I'm going to be making my Rubik's Cube slower. 
Now I won't be able to sell as many, so I'm going to have to lay off even more people because I can't keep up with the demand. Or I hire more people and lose money and take a chance to close during my business. But people are actually celebrating and jumping for joy as if this somehow is a good thing. This is an anti-business move that is not a smart move for any business. Smart move for a business who faces this sort of out-of-control government regulation. It's all it is. It's a tax from the government. They should get up and leave. That's really all they can do. Period. Let me go to the phone lines. Hey, look, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I'm missing it. And somebody calling in can straighten me out on it. Let me go to, I got a couple of people in Wisconsin calling in, which is awesome. Uh, line three is Durand in Wisconsin. Hi, Durand. What's going on? Mr. Joe Pegs, it's nice to be on for once. Um, no, I, I appreciate you calling in. I mean, you're not hearing me live, or are you listening on iHeart? Uh, I'm hearing you live. I work in Minnesota. So, okay, beautiful. What's going on? Wisconsin. Uh, cool. I, just, I wanted to give an example of what happened when minimum wage went up where I work. I work yeah. uh, a minimum wage job, but it's based on tips in a card room. And when minimum wage was about to go up, all the, like about half to 60% of the employees were really happy about it. And I knew what was going to happen, so I wasn't very happy about it. And so the minimum wage went up from seven twenty-five to now it's nine dollars. And okay. and our job we make about I average about three hundred dollars a day doing what I do. And so the minimum wage went up two dollars, yay. And what happened is the the company had to find a way to fix this cost problem that they had because, like right. I said, it increased their biggest cost, which was us. And what happened is it, it, I work a part-time job, so three to four days a week, and instead of me making $300 every day for three or four days, uh, they decided that we, we had to do another job, too. So one day of the week, we have to do something that isn't tip-based, and it pays for the same wage. So the employees, what happened is they got mad because instead of earning nine or $1,200 for the week, now they're only getting paid on one day for $80. Um, Now, now let's think about that for a second. The fat cats in the government think they did something great and will get them more votes. In essence, they took two or three hundred dollars out of your pocket. So what happened is everybody. But they feel better about it. They're like, hey, look look, look at what we do for Durand. They feel good about it. Like they like they helped you. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Hello. Help. I mean, there's no logic here. None. None. And, you know, that on top of the the, um, the part-time status, you know, it used to be 39 hours. Yeah. Um, we used to make a very nice living working 39 hours. Well, we decided that, you know, now it's 20, or 30 hours. Yeah, so they're, they're going to cut back your hours, control. too. I got to run here. I appreciate you. Keep it here. Exactly right. Keep it here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Joe Pag Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Hey, glad to have you. Thanks. The Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations across the land. iHeartRadio. The, the Joe Pag, well, just JoePags.com. I wonder if I should have made it TheJoePags.com or TheJoePagShow.com. What do you think? No, 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 no. Joe Pags is fine. You know, many people think it's P-A-G-G-S. I know I've seen that. I don't know why. Why is it so why? hard to comprehend? It's P-A-G-S. It's just one G. I know. On Monday. I know. Monday. That's what it is. 
That's a Motown Monday. Stop by, by the way. Oh, remember when Beyonce did her halftime show where she had um, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. oh, dancers yeah. and that. they were showing homage or paying homage? Yeah. Some would say homage to uh, the homage. new Black Panther Party, mm-hmm. a very violent group. Well, now, uh, Polo found this. Uh, Beyonce says uh, the parents of Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown are going to appear in one of her videos. Really? There wow. you go. Okay. There you go. All, All right, Beyonce. Thanks, right. thanks, B. When people call her B? Yeah, you can't or call is it her Bay? B. I think it's, it's Queen, B, isn't it? Queen B, Queen Bay. Queen I'm B? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Queen B. We're obviously not hip enough to know that. So. Oh, I, I am. You're, I mean, when you say you we, don't you mean you. Know. I'm talking about the both I of us. I am nowhere near as unhip as you. <laughs> yeah, you are. And I'm also yeah. not lily white. I've got a little color in my skin. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, so do I. Man, I wouldn't go that far. Like a ghost or anything. One eight hundred. Well, a little bit. One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. A lot of people want to, want to talk about minimum wage. If you're just joining us, just getting to the program, California has decided they they struck some deal with labor. Everybody's very happy because now it's going to be fifteen dollars an hour. Woo! From ten to fifteen. By the way, I had a guy write me on Facebook, called me out of my math skills. Mm-hmm. He said seven fifty to fifteen dollars is double. It's not fifty percent. It's a hundred percent. I said, what part of California is now at $10 an hour did you not hear me say? <laughs> you did say that, yeah. And, Maybe. you know, I'm like, yeah, no. Forgot about that. Oh, oh and then he responded. Yes, but you're repeatedly referencing 750 in your analogies. Scott, <laughs> stop it. Relax. You're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine, Scott. Somebody's having a bad Monday. I said 750 an hour. Then I said, let's say you have to double the pay. I said, no, wait a second. California's at $10 an hour, so that's 50% more. So let's talk about increasing it by 50%. Seriously, take the banana out of your ear. Not going to fall for the banana in the ear trick. That's a reference to what, do you know? I don't know what. It's actually a reference to I'm not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Oh, Beverly Hills yeah. Cop. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Not going to fall for the banana tailpipe. Was that Beverly Hills Cop or Beverly Hills Cop 2? Polo, do we know? Beverly Hills Cop. That was the original one. I believe so. You know that uh, Sylvester Stallone was originally talking talking to them about being Axel Foley? Really? Can you imagine hmm. that? I mean, it would not have been a comedy, I don't think. I wonder if that's why they used his wife in part two. I don't know. Maybe. But then there was a big controversy about how tall Eddie Murphy was and how tall Brigitte Nielsen was. Well, that Brigitte be- Nielsen said Eddie Murphy was 5'8". He said he was 5'10", and that she was 6'2". She was saying, no, I'm 6 feet, and you're 5'8". I think it was all to hide how tall Sylvester Stallone really is. There are some reports who say he's 5'7". What? Can that be true? No. That can't be true, can no. it? Well, I, I've, I've, been wa- I've recently watched all the Rocky movies, and you can see yeah. how he's wearing like those platform shoes in all the movies. Is he really? Yeah. Except for when he's running, of course, he's wearing, like, the Converse, but, yeah. Well, if you notice, when they're running on the beach, he and uh, Carl Weathers, uh, Apollo Creed, uh, you know, Carl Weathers does not appear to be even trying. Yeah. And I'm just saying Sylvester Stallone looks like he's going to blow a gasket he's trying so hard. I'm just saying. You ever see, you ever see the movie Action Jackson with uh, Carl Weathers? Yes, That I was have. actually pretty good. Yeah. I thought there would be a, a few parts of that. I thought there would be some sequels. I thought it was pretty good. And who was the bad guy? The bad guy was the guy who played coach. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Exactly right. 1-800-383. Movie trivia on the Joe Pag Show. 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com. Calm down, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen Relax. to the tape. I said it right. 
Anyway, let me go to the phone lines. Uh, as I said, this decision in California is, in fact, going to push all of these companies to leave California, even more than they've already left. They all keep, they just keep on leaving. And by the way, have you heard anybody in the movie industry complaining about this move? Mm, no. That's actually discriminatory against companies. It's actually pushing companies out of that great state. It's actually going to hurt the economy exponentially. Yet the Hollywood types are all complaining about what was going on in Georgia that the Georgia governor just vetoed. We'll talk about that in a little while, about transgenders and and gay marriage and whether you have religious liberty or not. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I got to go to the phone lines. A lot of people have been waiting to talk about minimum wage. You're going to hurt industry to the point to where it cannot survive if you keep on doing this. Let me go to the phones. Oh, before I do that, I just got this email. Mm Mm-hmm. And a woman says, I'm disabled, and I can only work 20 hours a week. How can I move up in my company? I'm like, really? I've worked with people who happen to be disabled or had a disability of some sort my entire professional life. I've always seen people move up in their company. I think disabled or otherwise certainly can add value to a company, and if you do, then you move up. I don't look at you and think to myself, oh, she can never make more than minimum wage. No, I look at you and I say to myself, man, she's kicking some ass. She's going to move up. So, I mean, I don't have what's, you know, known as a disability. Um, But having said that, I believe anybody who is able-bodied enough to work 20 hours a week can show value to his or her company and certainly move up pay-wise. And if you're not moving up pay-wise, you might want to look at going to a different company. That's all. I don't believe that we have to raise the minimum wage um, because people aren't able to do better. I think that if you tell people you can make more money, and here's how to do it, and you show them the path to do it, or you see somebody in a similar situation making more money than you because they've moved up, ask them how to do it, and then try to do it. I don't need the government to tell my company, pay him more. I need my ability and my success to tell my company we better pay him more. Let me go to the phones here and say hi to uh, Marie in Houston. Hi, Marie. What's going on? Hi, Joe. Hi, Carrie. Hey. Hi. Um, Quick question. Uh, so maybe I've missed something on all the reports over the past year or so, but if they raise the minimum wage, let's say 10 to 15, is that going to be across the board? Are the ones that have worked there five and six years and have made it up to $14, $13 now, are, they, are their salaries going to increase proportionately? Or are they going to get leapfrogged over? This is only about minimum wage. So if you if if you started working there when the minimum wage was eight dollars an hour and you've worked mm-hmm. your way up to twelve dollars an hour now, you're going mm-hmm. to see people who are coming in on the ground level within a few years making starting making more money than you. And so that that's really going to work real well. <laughs> oh, it's going to work fine. Just ask Governor Moonbeam; he's happy about it. <laughs> Oh yeah, moonbeams, rainbows. Exactly we'll right. A lot of that. No, it's a good, it's a good question, Marie. I appreciate you. No, no, I mean, it, it also, I mean, that's another point that I wanted to make sure that I brought up. I mean, you know, didn't we talk to an EMT not very long ago who said that he's making fifteen dollars an hour? I think so. And he's making fifteen dollars an hour. So now people who are dropping the fries at their first job yeah. at age fifteen or sixteen at McDonald's is going to make EMT money. Yeah. And then what's going to happen? Because you think, well, they'll have more money to spend. It'll be great. Well, what's going to happen is contractors who make fifteen dollars an hour, or or um, carpenters, or EMTs, they're going to say, well, if they're going to make fifteen to drop the fries, I'm going to need thirty. 
And then you're thinking to yourself, well, hold on a second. How do we pay you 30? Well, the house that was going to cost 200000 to build is going to cost... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 350 now. And to have these emergency services would have been X amount of dollars in taxes. We'll have to raise the taxes to pay the EMTs what they deserve. We can't pay them what the Burger Flipper makes. This is going to hurt across the board. This is going to be catastrophic for California and every other community that does it. Show me a community that had some force-fed 50% or 100% pay raise pushed on them and then succeeded and had more money and had surpluses and lower taxes. Show me that. I'd like to see it. 1-800-383-9624-JoePags.com. Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks. It is the Joe Pag Show on a Motown Monday. 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. A few more people about minimum wage. We'll get to you. Definitely want to talk about this, uh, the governor of, um, of Georgia folding, giving in, vetoing this. Um, it was basically just religious freedom. It said that you, if you're a faith-based organization, you cannot be forced to do something outside of your religious beliefs. And this was for pastors. Can't, can't force a pastor to marry a gay couple. This is for, you know, the, the little sisters of the, the Catholic sisters of the poor. Who is it? The little sisters of the poor? That's the Supreme Court now. Mm-hmm. This is for organizations that, that are based in faith, like Catholic charities. You know, you have the right... To say, if you're a faith-based organization, you have the right to say, um, I'm only going to hire people who are Catholic. I'm only going to hire, only people who work at the seminary uh, have to be of the same faith. Or at the Jewish center, community center. Uh, There's nothing wrong with it. But a bunch of Hollywood doofuses complained, and well, we'll never work there again, and forget ever doing another movie in in Georgia, and blah, blah, blah. But you don't hear any of these idiots complaining about force-feeding or forcing a 50% increase in the minimum wage in the state of California, which is going to hurt the state horribly, horribly. Their taxes will go up, but if you make $15 million a picture, you don't care. Let me go to the phone line. We'll, we'll talk about the, um, the vetoing by a Republican governor in a little while. We'll talk about that. I mean, to me, it's just we're not using our heads anymore. We're not. You know, as we're telling people, you have the right to feel unsafe on a campus that says Trump 2016. You have the right to uh, to say this is not okay and it's not a safe place and turn away people who are conservative-minded who are going to give a speech. You're also saying if you believe in a certain faith, you have to do everything we tell you to do as a society. Your faith doesn't matter anymore. 
It's as if the Constitution doesn't exist, and it's a scary place to be in, in this country anyway. Let me go to uh, Brian in Wisconsin. Hi, Brian. What's going on? What's going on, Joe? How are you? I'm living the dream, man. Talk to me. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, you stole my thunder with the uh, kiosk thing. You know, I think it, it's nice that they do have those those little, you know, lanes where you can go by yourself, but you ever see them other lines where they have to have somebody waiting on themselves or have somebody wait on them. They can't do it for themselves. Everybody has to have somebody waiting on them. Right. You know? and exactly. It, you know, it, it's funny, too, because I just saw an article today about, you know, there, people are getting paid sixteen fifty an hour to disrupt Donald Trump rallies. Isn't that nuts? Isn't that crazy? Okay, you want to raise the limit to 15 bucks an hour to kill all these businesses, but then you want to just pay these people to go out and do nothing in the middle of nowhere just to cause trouble? It's ridiculous. It's it's a it's a way of life that I don't think you and I could ever have predicted. And, and if people ever say, you know, they could really do this by doing it, radicals say do this, and the people are writing books that this is the way to overturn that, and the other thing over here, and you you and I would say, yeah, i got to go to work. I can't really worry about that. And I think while we were working and while we were trying to move up at our company and better our families, these people were actually gaining hold of, of little indoctrinated brains. It's very weird. Exactly. Well, you said this before, too, about when you started working early. You know, I mean, I, I was making two thirty-five an hour doing papers. I mean, with a paper route. And I hated it. And it was in the middle of the snow. I mean, in Wisconsin, for Christ's sake. So, you know, well, I was listen, I was in South Florida. I was in South Florida, but I was I was 12 years old and I was cleaning out fish tanks. And, and I, I think I was making five, maybe ten dollars a day. I mean, this was off the books at, at some you know fish farm up the road. So right, I mean, right. I didn't walk. I didn't walk in there and say, "I'm going to governmentally make you pay me more." The guy would have said, "Screw you! I just won't employ you." Exactly. He said, "Hey, I'll get that next little kid. I'll get your neighbor." Yeah. Exactly whatever. right. All right. Thanks, but but now, but now we. I, I appreciate you, Brian. Now we need the government to tell a company you must pay this. Must pay Brian or Joe this much money. You must pay Carrier Polo or Karina this much money. And if you don't, then you're somehow in trouble and you're breaking the law. We have passed laws on how much companies have to pay somebody. And we wonder why companies fail, many of them, in the first year. It's ridiculous restrictive regulations by the government. It's crazy. It just is. Andrew, Virginia. What's happening, Andrew? Hi. Not much, man. How are you doing, Joe? Living the dream, brother. Talk to me. I hear you, man. Um, Hey, I just wanted to call, and I may have a little bit different perspective on this than some of your callers. Because uh, I'm the general manager for a small business, so I kind of sit on the other side of the desk and see some of the numbers that maybe not everybody, you know, has access to for a small business. But, um, you know, people don't realize that a lot of these people getting paid $10 an hour, the actual cost to the company to employ the person, because you're not just talking about the wages that they're taking home. You're also talking about the taxes that the company is matching that is also going to the federal government that, you know, you, you by the time you wind up rolling in what it costs my company to pay someone $10 an hour, I mean, you're talking, you're getting really close to $15 an hour that it costs us to pay you $10 an hour. And um, that was a conversation I had with some of my employees was like, hey, you know, you guys are all about this increase the minimum wage and stuff like that. Well, here, let me open the books up for you. Take a look at this, and, you know, you tell me, where do you think the, you know, the cuts need to come from? Because I guarantee you, if you guys, you know, this kind of stuff passes, 
and it gets, you know, slowly state by state, they start, uh, you know, they start implementing this stuff. I'm like, you know, God's honest truth, we're going to have to start, you know, the money's got to come from somewhere. And, I mean, you know, that's the reality of not being able to just go into debt like the federal government has and have kind of a perpetual source of money. No, yeah. Andrew, I hear you. And if, and if those percentages stand true, then ten dollars an hour cost you fifteen as an employer. Fifteen would cost you twenty two fifty, and that's a, that's a major problem. If you're paying twenty two fifty where you used to pay fifteen, you're going to lay some people off to save that money, and so you could pay it, or else you're going to go out of business. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I went. You know, I was peon number three at one point, and you know, if you want more money, guess what? I started being the first one there and the last one to leave. And what do you know? You know, people start noticing that. And you wind up, you know, providing that added value to the company. And at least I can't speak for other people, but when it comes to giving raises or hiring people and things like that, you know, I definitely am more than willing to give people a raise if they are, you know, out punching their weight in terms of wages. I mean, I'm the first one to notice that. You by you doing better, you make me look better, and the company does better. I mean, you know, what more of an incentive than hey, this is my livelihood? To you know, really, like, I guess to quote Reagan or I guess whoever said it, a rising tide raises all boats. Exactly right. Now, hey, listen, very very good points, Andrew, and I'm glad that we had it from that perspective of a general manager. Uh, again, you bring in more money, more revenue when you happen to be working. You show your value to the company. You make more money. Like he said, he was a peon, and he moved his way up. He climbed the ladder. That's the way you're supposed to do it in this country. Let me go to Cody in California. Hi, Cody. Hey, Joe. Let me get right to it. I'm in the belly of the beast, Sacramento, and I'm listening on iHeart. Appreciate I'm 22 it. years old. I make 18.50 an hour because I did this crazy thing. I got a marketable skill from the Army Reserve. Imagine that. And yeah, right. And I've seen slowly as they've been raising this minimum wage, prices are getting more and more expensive. It's like a boiling pot, slowly boiling the frog. And they think yep. we don't notice, but I notice, and I make sure to point it out to other people. But if I could, I'd like to make a suggestion to the people of California. There Very is quickly. a movement to secede the northern part of California, and it's been done before. Maine separated from Massachusetts, West Virginia from Virginia. So if they look up the state of Jefferson and call their representatives to support that, then we could get a new state in California, and that way people don't have to move so far. Is it conservative in northern and, and, and liberal in southern? Is it really split that way? Oh, absolutely. It's unbelievable. Very interesting. This, I, I go up there, and I see all kinds of signs for the state of Jefferson. People have got bumper stickers, and uh, it seems like a great idea because the representation is so heavily yeah. weighed towards the Bay Area and Los Angeles. And the people down there just keep voting in these lids that make it harder on the rest of the state. I got to run here. I appreciate your service. Thanks, man. I appreciate you calling in and, and making some sense. 1 800 383 9624. Bathrooms for transgenders and, and, and so on. That, that's now being, they're suing people now in North Carolina over that. And um, the religious liberty, that law got vetoed in Georgia. Keep it here. Joe Pags.
great to have you. Thanks. It is the Joe Pags Show. Great radio stations all over the place. JoePags.com. Go there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. You can scroll down, join the, the mailing list. Love to have you. Also, check out the uh, the new postings. Usually going to post about the new stations that are coming on. I, I think I should probably do another one on minimum wage. I think I'll probably if I have some time tonight while I'm watching the Spurs do some uh, do some damage, I'll... I'll probably go on there and write a little something, something about minimum wage because in California they're happy about it. I just think that they're not, they're not using their brains. But either that or they're, or they're doing it on purpose, which e- either way is just wrong. Um, all right. I want to talk to you about the um, the fact that the Republican governor of Georgia vetoed religious liberty, which doesn't make any sense. This is from the Washington Times. Georgia governor vetoes religious ex- uh, exemptions bill. Uh, his name is Nathan Deal. He's the governor of Georgia. This is written by Bradford Richardson. Oh, yeah, Bradford Richardson. You remember him, right? Mm, No. Who's that? Yeah, no clue. No clue. Uh, Republican Governor Nathan Deal has vetoed a religious liberty bill in Georgia that drew scorn from both the gay rights movement and big business. The legislation, quote, does not reflect the character of our state or the character of its people, Mr. Deal said in in prepared remarks, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. House Bill 757 initially would have allowed Georgian wedding vendors to decline to service same-sex wedding ceremonies, but conservatives said the bill was watered down after Mr. Deal expressed discontent with the potential for discrimination, and it is unclear whether the law would have protected conscientious objection in such cases. Quote, I know there are a lot of Georgians who feel like this is a necessary step for us to take, Mr. Deal said in deliberations over the bill. I would hope that in the process of these last few days, we can keep in mind the concerns of the faith-based community, which I believe can be protected without setting up the situation where we could be accused of allowing or encouraging, uh, encouraging discrimination. Despite the bill's diluted provisions, business giants such as Walt Disney Company and its subsidiary Marvel threatened to stop filming projects in Georgia if Mr. Deal signed the legislation. So they, they basically pressured him and, and uh, it almost extorted, although they didn't get any money out of him. Disney and Marvel are inclusive companies, and although we have had great experiences filming in Georgia, we plan to take our business elsewhere. Should any legislation allowing discriminatory practices be signed into law, a Disney spokesman said in a statement last week. The NFL also said the measure could threaten Atlanta's ability to host a Super Bowl down the road. Other companies who urged Mr. Deal to veto the legislation included Apple, Time Warner, and Intel. In other words, he would have had have had a backbone to not veto it. He would have had to not give in to the pressure or the prodding, or the push. Republicans in the state legislature were preemptively calling for a veto session, the story continues, to override the governor if he turned down the bill, but they would they would have uh, had to flip one vote in the Senate and 16 in the House to reach the necessary supermajorities. Mr. Deal is the latest Republican governor to veto legislation for fear of inviting discrimination against the LGBT community and running afoul of big business. Most recently, South Dakota Governor Dennis Dugard, 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 D-A-U-G-A-A-R-D. Say it. Dalgard. I would say Dalgard. Mm, Struck down a bill that would have prevented public school students from using restrooms of the opposite sex, which pro-LGBT groups said was discriminatory toward transgender students. Okay, this At some point, we have to realize how ridiculous this is. If you own a business that is faith-based, the Jewish something, 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 and you're telling that person you have to make food that is not, um, you know, Hebrew approved. 
like telling a Muslim baker, you must, or, or, or um, caterer, you must cater my dinner, and it must be all pork because they say so and alcohol. I mean, that would never fly. But you tell a Christian baker you must not only bake the cake, which I think they should bake the cake, but you must now take it to the ceremony. That's now telling them your religion doesn't matter. What matters is that Bob and Bill, who are getting married, feel good about it. Or telling a pastor, you must marry these two women because they want you to. Or telling somebody who runs a, a hall, a, a you know some sort of a reception hall, you must do the reception, even if it's at your personal house, for this lesbian couple. That look, these are this is not me making this up. These are cases that really happened. When it comes to Christian faith, you can tell them to do anything. You can make the, the Catholic charities offer up contraception as part of their health benefits. And if you don't, you're somehow discriminating against a- X, Y, and Z. We have now changed our culture to where the First Amendment means very little. What means more is how somebody feels about their wedding. Because, God forbid, you should go down the street and get your wedding cake from somebody who says, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. You have to have it from this guy who happens to be fill-in-the-blank religion. It's it's never going to make sense. It's just not. And the whole idea of allowing people who are confused about their gender to go to the bathroom anywhere they want, and the idea that that doesn't put our daughters in, in peril, or our young sons, in peril, that's an idea that's just completely foreign to me. It doesn't make any sense. Bad guys will now throw on a dress just to get near their prey. And I'm not even talking about those who are, who are confused about their gender. If you live your life as transgender or tran- transgendered, and you're a woman and you think you're a man, fine, you're allowed to, First Amendment, you're free, you're liberated, do what you want to do. Or you're a man, you think you're a woman, eh, whatever. You know, I think you should probably sit down with somebody who knows more about the inner workings of, the, of, of somebody's psyche uh, to figure out what's going on with you. But if that's the way you want to live, free, liberty, you do what you want. But the idea that six-foot-something Bruce Jenner should be able to, because he put on a dress, although for, by all accounts he still has the genitals, can go in and go to the bathroom anywhere he wants, that opens the door to people who aren't confused about their gender. Somebody who's a 6'5", bearded man, can throw on a shirt and a skirt and say, no, I'm a woman, because that's the way that I identify, and I'm going to go in this bathroom. And what if he's a bad guy? And what if he means harm? That's not okay. It's not. Not to me. Not, not for my daughters, not for my mom or my sisters or my wife. It's not okay. Come on, man. And, and now we're, I mean, it's, well, because the LGBTQ community said so. The Libbegutkus said that you have to do it. And if you don't do it, then you're not inclusive. Well, I, I think you're not inclusive and you're intolerant of somebody who's Christian. I think you're intolerant of somebody who wants to go to the bathroom and feel safe. I think you're intolerant of somebody who has a different idea on life than you do. But if you say that, then you're the bad guy. You're something a phobe. It's really kind of ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, Carrie, that I think we should probably play a song about it. Uh-oh, really? I think so. Mm. It only makes sense. Remember this one? I'm an ugly oh, yeah. man. <laughs> but I've got a plan. Uh-huh. I'm gonna be a girl. All right, Mark, whatever oh, you yeah. say. I'm changing my gender. Gonna be like Bruce Jenner. I wanna be a girl. Suit yourself. I'm tired of being hairy. I wanna <laughs> be like Carrie. What? Perfume <laughs> in my bag. Aww. And I can use any restroom. Girls better make room. 
I want a selfie of me and Joe Pass. Never. A purse, no wallet. I can use any toilet. I want to be a girl. He rhymed wallet and toilet. My grandkids call me Paul when I wear my bra. Ew. I want to be a girl. I'd be so splendor with a new gender uh-huh. with my hair down in the breeze. But my makeup is running and my belly kind of sags. I still want a selfie of me and Joe no. Bags. I might be tall and have big claws. Hey. I want to be a girl. So watch out, Rover, because I'm crossing over. I'm gonna be a girl. How would I look, Joe, with hair like Carrie's? Where's the ladies' room? Don't pee on the seat. Yeah, he'd look horrible. <laughs> he would look horrible wow. with hair like yours. What are you saying? What are you saying about my hair? I'm talking about uh, no. I was talking about him. Why is it always about you? Oh. Well, I was just wondering. I thought there was some kind of I veiled your hair insult in there. Okay. okay. No, what are you talking about? I think your hair is great. I just think that he would look horrible with it. <laughs> All right, fine. I mean, some people could probably pull it off. Really? See, I knew it what? was coming. I knew it. <laughs> just not you. What? <laughs> wow. Wait, oh, Wait oh, it just slipped out. I was thinking that. Dude, I didn't mean that to was say it. so mean. What are you talking Seriously. about? One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four JoePags dot com. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.